an interesting story. Today's story is an interesting story, but it's also a heartwarming personal story. And so we're going to share that with you today. But as always, we asked before we get too much, too start, too much started on this show for you to go ahead and share this interview. That's right. Please go ahead and share it because I know it's going to touch your hearts today. And as I always say, friends don't let friends miss out on Ask Sharifa. So today's guest is has, again, his story is how he went from corporate America, working at his position for over 30 years, to now following a passion in his heart. Good afternoon, Mr. Steve Snyder. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for joining us. I was reading through your story, and some stories I, I kind of want to applaud as far as business, and it's a business, but yours is so personal that it, it touched my heart. So we're going to talk a little bit about where you were and then where you are now. So you were working at your company for over 36 years, and tell us about that, and then tell us what made you decide to change your life. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a 40 career in sales and sales management in the last 36, as you mentioned, where we're the company called Vision Service Plan, VSP, which provides vision care as an employee benefit that corporations offer their employees for eye examinations, glasses, contact lenses. And I was in sales and sales management uh, working uh, with them. It was a great career. Traveled a lot around the United States. But I retired from uh, that uh, career job in 2009, and that's when I really had the time to delve into my dad's World War II history in more detail. Uh, at that time, I had no intention of writing a book uh, at all. Uh, my parents had kept a lot of material from the war years, and I just wanted to go through all that information and kind of organize it and learn a few more details. And there were a couple items that were really significant. One was a diary that my dad wrote while uh, he was missing in action after being shot down uh, by German fighters over Belgium. Uh, and that is just absolutely riveting. And the other item were all the letters that my dad had written to my mother while he was stationed in England. And reading those were just absolutely fascinating. I became fascinated with the story of my dad and his crew and it became my passion. And I started doing lots and lots of research. Uh, and three years into it, I just came to the conclusion that the story of my dad and his career was so unique, so compelling, that it needed to be told, people needed to read about it. So I decided to write a book. Okay, so it, it's, you're very passionate about it. What point did you decide to focus on this and leave your job? Well, um, I really didn't leave my career job to write the book. Uh, it was just time. Uh, I'd been there long enough, and so I decided to uh, retire. Mm -hmm. And then after I retired, I was like, you know, a typical retiree. I was sleeping in late and taking naps and long walks and reading books and taking it easy. And uh, But then I got interested in the story, and just the more I learned, uh, the the more passionate I became, and it's really changed my life. Uh, really, now I'm working full-time again, basically, uh, promoting the book. I uh, go to air shows all around the United States, signing copies of the book. I do a lot of speaking, make PowerPoint presentations to all sorts of different organizations, and spend hours uh, every day on the internet and social media and just uh, promoting uh, the book. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Hours after you retire on social media promoting the book. 
what made you decide to just do it all yourself as opposed to maybe hiring a company to do promotion? What really made you passionate about getting out there on social media, on the internet, in public speaking engagements and promoting your book yourself? Well, after I uh, wrote the manuscript, then uh, I had no writing background or training at all. After I wrote the manuscript, then I had to publish it. I didn't know how to do that. And I investigated various means and I decided to form my own publishing company. Oh, wow. Yeah, I formed a limited one uh, person, limited liability company called Seabreeze Publishing, which is the name of the, of the street that I live on in Hill <laughs> Beach, California. Mm -hmm. And then I contracted with independent professionals for all the associated services, such as the book cover, ed editing, interior layout, printing the book, etc. So it's really my baby. I didn't uh, use a, a, you know, a, a publisher. And I'm pretty, uh, once I get involved in something, I'm really passionate about it and uh, very disciplined and competitive and uh, dedicated. And uh, so I want, you know, it's, as I said, it's such an amazing story. I just thought a lot of people need to hear about this. And uh, the, the only way to do that is to uh, promote it. Uh, basically, I'm just doing the same thing I did in my career job. Instead, mm -hmm. of, instead of selling vision care, I, I'm, I'm basically selling uh, the story and, and, and the book. So really, I'm doing the same thing I did during my career, and that's uh, approaching people to Mm -hmm. tell them about something and get them interested in it. Wow. You mentioned that you found your dad's diary as well as some of the letters that he wrote to your mom. What stood out in those letters and in the diary that you felt that it, this needs to be shared with the world? As opposed, you know, some people when they're going through their parents' belongings just feel like, oh, this is for the family. This is just for us. Why did you think that it needed to be shared with the world? Well, the diary you know, went into, my dad went into detail. He was a pretty good writer too. <laughs> he went into detail about the plane being attacked by the German fighters and it's, it's, it's on fire and they all have to bail out and a couple of men were killed in the plane. And mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it's really thrilling. Mm -hmm. um, and so th that was the story behind the, di uh, the diary. The letters, my dad, you know, they loved each other dearly. They had uh, been fairly newly married and my dad had a little one-year-old baby girl. In fact, he named his B-17 bomber uh, after my oldest sister, Susan Ruth uh, Snyder, who was one year old at the time that he went overseas. And in the letters, of course, they exchanged, uh, you know, their love for one another. Uh, but my dad was also very candid about what was going on back in England. He, he talked about what bombing missions were like, what life was like on the base, what life was like in London and England at the time, escapades of him and his crew. <laughs> and, uh, and like I said, it was just, just fascinating to learn so much about what was going on at that time. We are live today with Mr. Steve Snyder, where he's telling us about his book, Shot Down. We have quite a few people joining us today. Um, I want to say good afternoon to Francis, Tammy, Edmund, Clyde, Ron, Manuel, Rachel, Elizabeth. Thank you all for joining this episode. It's a very interesting one, but if you have any questions, if you have any comments, please feel free to join the conversation. Mr. Snyder, you're, you're, the way you explain the book and what you read, now do you know if did your father tell you about the diary or did he just write it secretly or it was it one of those things where he always said, son, one day you'll know the, the full truth. You know, how did this come about? 
Uh, well, no, he, uh, I knew he had the diary and uh, okay. I had read that. Growing up, I knew the basic of, of my dad's World War II history, but, but like most World War II veterans, they didn't really talk about it much. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 1989 that uh, a memorial was built in southern Belgium to my dad and his crew. Mm-hmm. And he went over with the three other crew members that were still living in, at the time for the dedication. And he was reunited with all these Belgian people who hid him from the Germans uh, after he bailed out and saw these houses where he was hidden. And that brought it all back and he started talking about it uh, after that. And then a few years later in 1994, I took my first trip to Belgium with my parents. And that's when it became personal for me because I saw all these places firsthand as well. Uh, All the events took place in Southern Belgium, just North of the French border which is very rural country and farmland and nothing's really changed in hundreds of years there. So all these locations are, are, are basically still intact where all the events took place. So it's, it's really neat to go visit. I've been to Belgium uh, five times and I'm going for a sixth time this fall. Oh, wow. So I'm just looking around, just, just be my, my inquiring mind. Is that a picture of your father with his crew behind you? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, him and his crew, a B-17. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. Uh, hold it up a little bit. Yeah, okay. Oh, how cool. <laughs> a B-17 right. bomber had a 10-man uh, crew. They had four officers who were kneeling okay. in front. My dad is on the lower, uh, is over here. He mm-hmm. was the first pilot, and as such, the commander of the plane and the crew. Mm-hmm. And then there were six enlisted men who were basically gunners. So the book really tells about what happened to each member of the crew after the plane was shot down and about all the Belgian people that risked their lives trying to, to help them. Five of the crew made it back, but five of them did not. Wow. So in your diary, your dad actually kept track of what happened to, to all 10 men after this? No, my dad had no idea uh, what happened to the other members of the crew. Uh, okay. Uh, after he bailed out, he was totally separated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was missing in action for seven months after he bailed out, but he mm-hmm. evaded capture from the Germans. He was hidden by Belgian people for a while. Then he got tired of hiding, so he joined the French resistance and started mm-hmm. sabotaging German convoys <laughs> until finally the U.S. armies came up through France after D-Day, and then he met up with them and made it back to England. But he didn't know what, uh, uh, what ha- when he was in Belgium in, in hiding in uh, missing in action, he didn't know what happened to any of the members of the crew. During this seven months that he was in hiding, did your family know, you know, any news or anything, or you just were nobody's heard from him since? Well, uh, the plane was shot down on February 8th of 1944. My mother got a telegram, or really all the, the relatives of the crew got a telegram from the War Department on February 23rd saying that they were shot down missing in action. Mm-hmm. And my mother didn't hear anything again until my dad came back up, back to Belgium in September. Oh, wow. Sent her a telegram from England saying that he was alive. Mm-hmm. So it was really tough on my mother because not only did she have the one-year-old baby girl, but she, uh, my other sister was born when my dad was missing in action. Mm. So she was home with two little, ba- you know, infant girl, a baby girl, not knowing if she'd ever see her husband again. And there's lots of, uh, during that time, there were a lot of angst, as you can imagine, uh, with the family. And there's lots of excerpts from letters, not only between my dad and my mother, but other members of the uh, relatives, why mm-hmm. they were missing action, which are very emotional. 
during that time because they didn't know whether they'd see their loved ones again or not. Now, I know you have the book, Shot Down, but this to me sounds like a movie. This, this sounds like you know something you could just watch. It, to me, it has that kind of gone with the wind kind of flavor to it. You know, this, this heart, you know, you just you love the characters. You, you, their family's missing them. There's so much going on. Have you ever considered turning it into a movie? Well, a lot of people who read the book tell me that, that it should be made into a movie, because even though it's all based on firsthand testimony by the mm -hmm. people who were involved in the events, it, it reads like a novel. Mm -hmm. you know, they say truth is stranger than fiction, and you can't make this stuff up. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. It, that, it, it's easier said than done. Um, I'm working on it a little, little bit, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. It, it's pretty difficult. Uh, there's a lot of books out there, but... Uh, We'll see. <laughs> yes, I know it's not that easy. There are a lot of books out there, but yours seems to be an incredible story. I mean, and to be a true life story, that's something this actually happened. Well, I just want to talk a little bit about the letters. Um, what was that like for you as a son to read these letters? What did, what did you get out of it? Or did you just, it was something that you expected? No, well, I knew my parents had this box of letters uh, mm -hmm. from the war, but you know, I never had time to read them until after I retired. And I just sat down one day by myself mm -hmm. in a recliner and started reading through these. And uh, it, it was, it was, I guess, it was uh, pretty emotional because you're 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 reading my parents' feelings uh, back seventy over seventy years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, a very tumultuous time in, in history. You know, World War II was affected more people than any other event in, in history. Mm -hmm. It was really a, a, a tragic time. And so re reading that, it was like, you know, hearing my parents talking to one another, mm -hmm. expressing their love for one another. Um, uh, my dad talking about what was happening and over there. Uh, it, 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 it was a pretty credible, incredible uh, experience. And so I said, you know, mentioned a lot of those excerpts uh, are in the book. Another thing about the book, there's over 200 time period photographs in the book. So you can visualize everything that you're reading about. Many of the pictures that were taken in Belgium in 1944. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, that's exciting. Did you see anything that really surprised you as far as maybe you saw a date in the diary, say that that date was January 1st and your father's given this experience of what's happening. And then you see a letter that he wrote to your mom on that same date. And did you notice anything? Because sometimes, you know, we don't want to scare our loved ones. So maybe he was going through this experience and he was, he was sharing it in his diary. But on that day, same day, he writes and says, everything is fine. You know, every, we're all good here. Did you notice any, anything like that when you were writing, when you were reading it? Not really, because as I said, he was pretty candid uh, in the letters. There was one thing that was kind of funny about the letters, though. That okay. Because uh, you know, my mother was pregnant uh, with my uh, their second child, my uh, other sister. And in my dad's letters, he always referred to the baby as Steve or Stevie, but it turned mm -hmm. out to be Nancy <laughs> long after the war. If my dad hadn't have made it back, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> we had to get him back, get him back so we can have you here with us today. And again, if you are just now tuning in, we are speaking to Mr. Steve Snyder and we are discussing his book, not only his book Shot Down, but just a lot about his parents' life, his family's life and World War II. So if you have any questions 
or comments, please feel free to comment in the section, comment section because we are live right now and I'm having just an enjoyable time recapping history. Mr. Snyder, when you went through this process, what is the one thing that really stood out for you? What made you, I mean, did what, I don't know, I'm kind of blown away. This is not my normal, typical story. You know, I'm always like business. Let me talk about business. Let me talk about layoffs, entrepreneurship. And you qualify based on my, you know, requirements. You're an entrepreneur. This is your full-time business now. You're promoting your book. So I definitely love to hear about it. But this is not your typical, everyday type of business. No, no. It, 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 it's been successful, though. It has a five-star rating on Amazon. It's won over 25 book awards. Oh, wonderful. So it, it, uh, it's got a, a wonderful reader response. But probably the the most surprising thing or amazing thing is that I found the German Luftwaffe pilot that shot down my dad's plane. You found it after it? I've, yeah, I, I located him and interviewed him for the book. Oh, wow. Okay, before we even talk about what the interview was, what was that process like? How, I mean, did you just wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to go looking for this guy? What did it take to find him? Without, I mean, if you don't need to go into too many specifics, but what did it take? Well, it never even, never even dawned on me to try to find him because I thought it'd be impossible. But one, I, I owe it all to my wife. Okay. One, one day my wife just casually said, well, why don't you try to find the German pilot that shot down your dad's plane? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. You know, that's right. a crazy idea. You know, it, it, that's idiotic idea. Um, I was going to ignore her, but like a good husband, I did what she told <laughs> me to do. <laughs> Listen to your wife. Yeah. And I, I found Hans Berger. And it, uh, I, I went on the internet, Google, trying to find a Luftwaffe pilot. A couple of forums came up. I joined them. I posted an inquiry because I knew the day that my dad's plane was shot down, where it was shot down, the time of day it was shot down. And in a week, two guys got back to me, one from England and one from Belgium. Mm -hmm. and on that day, uh, two, uh, 12 B-17s were shot down and the one, shot, the one that was shot down south of Chimay, Belgium was shot down by Hans Berger. And actually the gunners on my dad's plane, even though they didn't know it, shot down Hans Berger's plane. At mm -hmm. the same time, they shot each other down. Oh, wow. He bailed out and made it through the war. And fortunately for me, he became a translator after the war. So he speaks perfect English. Now, that's interesting. Was he willing to do the interview immediately? Did you have to talk him into it? Like, this is getting interesting. I almost need some popcorn for this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the, the, the guy in Belgium uh, he, he was actually who uh, told me about it. He was a... Uh, Luffoff historian written a number of books and he knew Hans Berger. Okay. So he asked Hans if I could, it was all right for me to contact him. Mm -hmm. But for the book, I actually just interviewed him over the telephone and through email. Mm -hmm. But he was uh, pretty, he was very personable. Mm -hmm. um, although at one point, you know, because I kept bombarding him with all these questions. And at one point, he goes, Steve, you know, I don't really know you all that well, <laughs> and you're asking me all these personal questions about the war. But, uh, you know, we developed a good relationship, and he gave me, gave me some wonderful insight that's in the book about what it was like to go up against the 8th Air Force and the Air War. Mm -hmm. And uh, since the book was published, I've been to Munich, Germany, where he lives. He's now 95 years old. Mm -hmm. And I did interview, uh, did film an interview with him. 
and uh, I hope to, I plan to go visit him this this fall uh, in September, because at 95, you know, he doesn't have that many years left, and I don't know when I'm going to get back to Europe again. So I want to go see him. We've developed a, a, a really nice relationship. We've become friends. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. It's like these two worlds merging. Before you interviewed him, did you have any expectations of the type of person or who he would be? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, I was just so excited and so thrilled that I f found him because my all my dad knew was that he was shot down by German planes. Uh, and I, I, I never th even never dreamed of, of, of being able to find him. And then I really felt a personal connection with him because at one exact moment in history, his life and my dad's life intersected. Mm -hmm. And for the guys who fought in World War II, that was really the defining moment of, of, of their lives. It was a defining moment of my dad's life. So I really felt kind of a, a kinship uh, with Hans Berger. And he was, he, and, he was just like the American airman. You know, he was a young 20-year-old guy uh, fighting for his country, trying to do a job and trying to stay alive. And he said it was unfortunate that they had to be shooting against each other, mm -hmm. but their country's at war and that was their, their job. You have to do your job. That is so incredible, so amazing. Do you have, where can people find your book? Uh, well, it's on Amazon. Most people get it uh, on Amazon, but... Uh, if somebody wants an autographed copy, they can go to my website and uh, uh, order a, an autographed uh, copy. My website is stevesnyderauthor.com. Uh, my email is steve at stevesnyderauthor.com. But most people go to uh, go on Amazon, but it's available uh, almost where any books are sold. Uh, any bookstore can order it if they don't carry it, or any library can order it if they don't carry it. And most of the major air museums in the United States uh, carry it in their gift shops. Oh, that's wonderful. You have accomplished more, so much, more than a lot of people could ever expect to accomplish. And you just set off to tell the story, your parents' love story, your, your dad's struggles. What, okay, did, you know, sometimes when we go through a process where, where you know, we have to get something out, we, you know, it could be cathartic for us. But did you learn anything about yourself during this process? Did I learn anything about myself? Or find out anything, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like you have this sense of accomplishment. You wrote it, you published the book. Well, you know? yeah, I definitely have a sense of accomplishment because, you know, when I would, when I'm first retired or earlier in life, you know, whoever thought I would have written a book? I mean, that, right. when I told my friends, you know, and, or, or, and work uh, co-workers that I wrote a book, they're looking at me kind of like, yeah, right you wrote a book, you know, <laughs> and I'm sure uh, I thought, this can't be any good, <laughs> you know, right. what does this guy know about writing a book? But it just shows you, you know, life, you know, can lead you down, you know, mysterious paths, and uh, then when they read the book, they were like shocked because how good it was, you know, really, because the story is so f amazing. Mm -hmm. um, really, what I added to the book is just a a tremendous amount of historical information and anecdotes about and surrounding the war to put mm -hmm. it in context and give it background. Mm -hmm. But the story speaks for itself. Um, 
So it's kind of like two books in one, the story of my dad and his crew and all the Belgian people. And then it's kind of a history about the air war over Europe and the, and the eighth air force and, and world war II. Um, you know, as far as I just got a, a much, you know, I've, my father and I had a great relationship. I loved him dearly, but it gave me much more of appreciation um, for what he went through. Mm -hmm. uh, especially when you consider when he was being hidden by the Belgian people, he could have just stayed hidden, mm -hmm. just waited for the U.S. armies to come up and then liberate him. But he's decided to get back in the, in the fight and mm -hmm. risk his life joining the French resistance to fight mm -hmm. against the Germans, because he could have died in the fighting, or if the Germans had captured him, they just would have shot him right on the spot. Right. So I don't know if there was too many people. I don't know whether I could have had the courage and the bravery to go, okay, I'm getting back in the fight. Mm -hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, you know, leave where I'm being hidden and, and relatively safe mm -hmm. um, and risk my, put my life on the line, join up with these ref, uh, group of French resistance people who he didn't know from Adam, you know, he, he's a foreigner, all these, you know, he could learn, speak a little French by that time, but they were all either Frenchmen, Belgians, Algerians, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he was an, a total outsider, but yet he joined up with them to, to, to fight the Germans. So I don't know whether I could have done that. I think in all of that, to me, is still a beautiful, beautiful love story, you know, because I can kind of imagine, I like putting my own imagination on things, but maybe he was hiding away. And he's like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but if he joins the fight, it ends this world this war, he can get back home to his children. He can get back home to his wife and he can get back to life as normal. And love to me is one of the most amazing things and it's definitely worth fighting for, as well as for your country and what you believe in. So I think it's, it's wonderful. Now, Steve, we are coming down to the last few minutes of the show. And what I like to do at the end of every show is just allow my guests the opportunity to just speak to our viewers. We have quite a few people in the chat room um, Elizabeth joined us, Rachel, Felicia, Gregory, Cecilia, Thomas, Sherry. So many people are tuned in to listen to your story. So please just speak to them and let them know what you want for them to take away from your interview. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm also immediate past president of the 306 Bomb Group Historical Association. The 306 Bomb Group was one of the bomb groups in the 8th Air Force. Uh, my dad was in the 306. And I feel it's the duty of our bomb group, and really it's my goal to remember, honor, and educate, to remember the air war over Europe, to honor the men who fought it, and to educate the public about it. World War II is over 70 years ago. It's a long time ago. It's kind of fading in people's memory. And we can never forget the sacrifice of those brave young men who fought and died for freedom. As I mentioned, there was no other event in history that affected more people than World War II. 65 million people were killed. 75% of those people killed were civilians. Millions more were wounded, millions more were left homeless and displaced. It changed the course of America and the world forever. So my tagline is, is, is it's our duty to remember. And that's what I'm trying to uh, communicate to the general public. You know, many of which know very little uh, about World War II. But th those were brave, brave men. And that's why I go to all these air shows, signing co copies of my book, and uh, go, uh, go speak a lot to different organizations to share the story. 
and to share the memory so it doesn't fade. Oh, that is so wonderful. Steve, please give us your website address again. It's stevesnyderauthor.com, and the name of the book is Shot Down, the true story of pilot Howard Snyder and the crew of the B-17, Susan Ruth. Oh, I love it. I want to thank you for being a guest on today's episode of Ask Sharifa. Well, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You are so welcome. And of course, I have to thank all of our viewers for tuning in live to watch this interview. And as always, I ask that you go ahead and share this video because friends don't let friends miss out on Ask Sharifa. And if you're interested in your own interview or to watch more of my interviews, please visit the website at AskSharifa.com. Until then, everyone have a wonderful day. When you're looking to buy or rent a property, you need FireballApproves.com. They protect you against renter fraud and much more. Give us a call today at 904-580-6740 before you shop. If Fireball approves it, then you can rest assured that it's a safe deal. Why go anyplace else? With over 20 years of experience, you bet we've got your back. That's FireballApproves.com. Don't get scammed. Make sure Fireball approves. Agency number A180. 00175. If you want to take your business to the next level, then you need InTheNewsPR.com. It's the perfect PR agency that can increase your business exposure along with your media interest through thoughtful storytelling and strategic media campaigns. That's InTheNewsPR.com. Give us a call at 562-822-0965 and see how we can get your company in the news. From marketing and social media to public relations and interviews, we've got it covered. That's InTheNewsPR.com. Make sure everyone knows your business.